0: The move of the Spirit must not be lost to this generation. We have a mandate to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and to stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world. God is ready to do a new thing. Are you ready? I mentioned it earlier today that the Lord gave me some things concerning this meeting. Um, direction and and uh, things that were to take place in this meeting, that um, some things happened this morning, other things are going to take place tonight. But of the, the many things that he said, one thing that he said here, I'll read it again, like I did this morning, there is spiritual ground to be made and to come up to. There is spiritual breakthrough in operation and in the plan of heaven, there is spiritual increase to come and there's spiritual change. People shall never be the same. Hallelujah. And then also along with that, he said things that you could not do or accomplish in and of yourself will be done by the Spirit suddenly and quickly for time is short. Can you say amen? You know, Because of the seriousness of the times and because of the shortness of the times, the Lord has to do things suddenly and quickly in these last days. Um, Where there has been a pace, a slower pace in life and in ministry sometimes and, and in our walk with the Lord sometimes, now that pace is being rapidly increased because of what is going on. It has to be increased. It has to be, because there's no more time to waste. And there's an urgency in the spirit. There's such an urgency in the spirit for us to get into our place, because things are going to be done quickly in these last days. Do you sense that yourself? Yeah. If you're sensitive to the spirit of God, every single believer can and will recognize that. Will recognize that. Should recognize that. Hallelujah. Time is so very short. Something that the Lord dealt with me about last year was that he was coming very, very soon. And we always have, we've heard these things and we've known these things and we've been taught or preached, have these things have been preached to us. But oftentimes because we've heard it so much and we haven't seen it, we just kind of disregard it or don't think about it and don't uh, meditate on it like we should. But there is such an urgency in the spirit. Jesus is coming very soon, and we need to keep that at the forefront of our mind and our heart. We need to keep reminding ourselves of that. We need to keep um, thinking about that and preparing ourselves for that. Be ready for that, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, for he's coming very, very soon. I want to get into some things tonight. Um, I want to continue on in what we've been talking about, but add some more to it, if that's all right with you guys. (laughs) Something that the Lord um, brought up to me in between the morning meeting and this meeting is found in John chapter 11. I want you guys to turn there with me tonight. John chapter 11. We want to look at something specifically. And this is the account of um, Lazarus being raised from the dead. Jesus was a friend of Lazarus and um, along with that, Mary and Martha. And he would have traveled to the in that area and he would have stayed in their home. The scripture shows us. He was a personal friend of them. And... In this chapter verse 11, or chapter 11 of John we find the story of Lazarus and how he was sick and then how he died In verse 11 of chapter 11 it says our friend Lazarus sleepeth Jesus said but I go that I may awake him out of sleep Well we know that when the scripture talks of sleep it's talking about being dead physically But I want to pick up on something that Jesus said um. over in the 25th verse. First of all, let's look at that. Jesus said unto her, being uh, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whatsoever, or whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he said, do you believe this? Or believest thou this? She said, yea, Lord, I believe. Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. But do you notice what she said there in verse 27? She said, Lord, I believe. Hallelujah. That's all that the Lord is looking for from us. He's not looking for you to be qualified in and of yourself. He's not looking for you to get it all together in your own self. He's not... Requiring anything of you but faith and is and your obedience to him. Yea, Lord, I believe, was her response to the master when he asked her, Do you believe this? Yea, or yes, Lord, I believe. But now I want to pick up on something that um Jesus said here in verse 40, chapter eleven. Jesus said unto her, now he's talking to Mary, And Martha, he said, said I not unto you that if thou would believe thou would see the glory of God. He said, if you would believe you would see the glory of God. Hallelujah. What does it take to see miracles, signs and wonders in these last days? Belief and faith. But now what happens a lot of times is if we're not looking at what the word says, feeding on what the word says, then we'll not have faith for what the word talks about. In order to have faith, you have to feed on the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You'll find it to be true. It actually reads in the Greek, the anointed word of God, the anointed word of God. So the word of God is anointed, but how do we get faith? By hearing it. How does faith come? By hearing it, hearing what the word of God has to say. And so when it comes to miracles, signs, and wonders, and when it comes to the greater glory that he desires for these last days, it requires faith. It requires belief. Jesus said unto her, "Said I not unto you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God?" He goes on. He goes on in the story in this in this chapter here. He said unto the Father, in "Verse or yeah, verse forty-one. Father, I thank you that you've heard me, and I know that Thou always hears me, or hears me always." But because of the people which stand by, I said, that they may believe that you have sent me. And verse 43 said, and when he had spoken this, he cried and said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And you know the story. In verse 44, it says, he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. So that day there was a notable miracle done. The working of miracles was an operation. Jesus spoke the word and called Lazarus's spirit back from the realm of the spirit. The body dies. The spirit lives on but he called his spirit back into his body. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he rose from the dead. But I love what Jesus said here. He said, didn't I say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Hallelujah. This is something I want to get into a little bit. And then we're going to get into some other things. And God willing, we're going to touch everything that... uh, (laughs) that needs to be touched on. There's different things the Lord wanted me to speak on and teach on. But one thing I wanted to bring up to you is that in order to enter into the working of miracles and to see these operations take place in these last days, we're going to have to get in faith about these things. The body of Christ is going to have to get in faith and stir these things up again. Like I said earlier, people sometimes ask the question, why is it that we don't see these things like they had in the Bible days? Why is it that these things don't happen if it's God's will? It's because it has not been taught on like it should be. It's not been preached on like it should be. And people have not been praying for these things like they should be. And as a result, things that are the will of God, the perfect will of God can wane. It can wane it can wane. It is not the will of heaven that these things wane, but because of people getting off or getting into the flesh or not being yielded and obedient to the head of the church, these things can wane. But in order to get them back, we have to teach the word again and we have to stir these things up again, and they can come right back because the Lord is the same. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ, the same. Well, if he was working miracles back in his ministry, 2000 years ago, and if he's the same, then those same miracles that were done in his ministry belong to the church today and can be done in the earth today. We can see these things today. In these last days, we should see these things. Can you say amen? Glory be to God. But like I said, it's gonna take us getting into faith. But now you can't have faith for something that you don't know about. And you can't have faith for something that you're not uh, familiar with or something that you're ignorant of. No, the cure for ignorance, and the cure for unbelief is to get into the Word and feed on what the Word says. And we're going to get back into teaching some of these things. The Lord wants His church to be prepared for miracles, signs, and wonders in these last days. Can you say amen? I want us to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And let's look at the seventh verse again. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Glory be to God. In other words, this is something to be blessed by the church believers. And those that are in the presence of these manifestations can be blessed by these things. The manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with with all for to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another verse 10, notice working of miracles. I think a lot of times, uh, ministers get afraid of talking about these things because they don't understand it like they should. They look at miracles and signs and wonders and healings. They, they, they look at that and treat that as if it was something that just took place in the Bible, but it's passed away. But I'm here to tell you by direction of the Lord Jesus Christ that it is not passed away. And it's for us today. And if we'll believe, we'll see the glory of God. If we'll believe, we'll see the glory of God. Hallelujah. I want you to notice, and I'm just—we're just referring back to John chapter eleven, verse forty, for just a moment—that though Jesus knew what he was going to do, the Scripture teaches, the eleventh chapter told us, shows us that Jesus knew that Lazarus was dying, and he waited many days before he went to go see him, knowing he was dying. And somebody would say, "Well, is that heartless?" from the Lord to do that? No, no, no. We need to respond to what the Holy Ghost is telling us to do. We need to be sensitive to what the Holy Ghost is telling us to do and move when he says to move. Too oftentimes people will put pressure on us to say, you need to do this. You need to come here. You need to help with this. You need to be involved in this. And they put pressure on other people to, to, to act and to do something for them. And people too oftentimes just go and just follow after all those things without being led by the Holy Ghost. Asking the question, should I move now? Is this the right time? Is this what the Lord wants me to do? Don't let people pressure you into doing anything or moving too fast. Let the Lord lead you. Let the Lord guide you when to move. Can you say amen? But Jesus waited and finally he came to where they were. They had already bound him up. With grave, uh, you know, grave cloths, and they had put incense on him, and they had put him in a tomb, and they rolled the stone in front of it. He was dead four days, the scripture teaches. And when he went to the tomb, he said, "Show me where you laid him." And he went in, and they he said to remove the stone, and Martha said, "Don't do it, Lord." For, it's been four days in the tomb and he stinketh. He stinks. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do that with my family. I'll just talk to them in King James and they laugh all the time. It's funny. We like to do that. But anyways, he, his, his body is decaying. And that's when Jesus responded. If you will, did not I say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. So what I wanted to point out to you was that even though Jesus knew what he was gonna do, He still needed the faith and the belief of those around him. He said, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. He asked questions. He said earlier in verse 25, do you believe that I'm the resurrection and the life? See, it's all dependent on what we believe. It's all dependent on what you believe. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God. If you do not believe, you won't see it. It's as simple as that. Too often we put it all off on God that if God is going to do it, if it's his will, then he'll just make it happen. And they treat the Lord as if it's all off on him. When in reality, we have a part to play. We have a responsibility to believe. People have gotten the erroneous idea that God is sovereign and whatever he wants to do, he'll just do. And they get that from wrong translations of the, of the Bible that teach on sovereignty or use the word sovereign or sovereignty. Actually in the new, new international translation, you'll find the word sovereign 300 times, and you'll find it zero times in the King James. Does that tell you something? That people have gotten off with these things translating the bible means that you do word for word translation and you do not find sovereignty in a word for word translation the revelation of what god said in his word you don't find it and so people have gotten the idea though that if you if if god's going to if it's his will he's sovereign he can just make it happen and whatever happens must be the sovereign will of god but that's not accurate according to the scripture No, we need to believe what the Bible is actually saying. You'll find in the ministry of Jesus that he always asked individuals, what do you want me to do? What do you believe? What are you asking? He kept asking these questions. He wanted to know where the faith of the individual was at. He always met them with their faith and where they were at in their faith. And it's important that we understand that our faith will determine whether or not we believe will determine if we see the perfect will of God, the blessings of God, and all that the Lord wants for us and desires for us. Can you say amen? Thanks again for joining us today. If you would like to partner with Stephen Overbaugh Ministries, you can visit our website at stephenoverbaugh.com, or you can follow us on all of our social media platforms where we continue to teach and admonish the body of Christ in the ways of the Spirit and stir them up to take the power of the Holy Ghost into their world.